Hello you lovely lot, I hope you're well and good and welcome to episode 10 of the Embers Collective podcast. My name is Sam Ricks and this is a story about how music came to earth. Tezcatlipoca created the world. She made it by taking something from nothing and with the addition of everything, tied all that is and all that could be together with some possibility. She had brown curly hair, which hung down over a brown leathery face set with green smiling eyes. Her hands rested on a plump belly that wiggled and jiggled as she stepped through the world that she had created. And it was beautiful. She stopped by a tree in the middle of some woods, admiring all that she had made. Rivers of roots running below a beautiful blanket of grass hung heavy with drops of morning caught in a spider's web adorning the branches that clung to the trunk of a tree that knew only how to grow. Surrounded by itself, yet still only it. Just a single hair on the brush that strokes the canvas of colour that made the world. But there was something missing. Everything that was alive wasn't quite living and Tezcatlipoca realised that what it needed was a sound, a song, music that everything's hearts could beat to and everything's voices could sing to. So she took herself up to the top of the tallest mountain and she called the wind to her and watched as the four corners of the world rushed to meet in front of her and in a whirling torrent out stepped the wind. She had grey hair, which stood on end, filled with crackling, fizzing electricity and pale blue eyes that beamed. The world needs music, said Tezcatlipoca. Imagine all that you can see just filled with a sound, a rhythm, that everyone can join in and hear. Go to the sun and ask him if we can have some of his music, for he has lots and we have none. And the wind nodded and stepped back into her whirlwind and went up, up through the blue, through the clouds, into the perfect portrait of night where she came to land at the white steps of the Palace of the Sun. Great shards of light shot into the black sky, changing colours yellow, orange, red, overlooking the black canvas speckled with stars. She got nervous realising that she was about to knock on the doors of the cosmos itself. But as she walked up those steps, she heard something. Something as sweet as honey. As exciting as the air between that first kiss. And immediately her heart felt warm and a smile spread across her face and she wanted more of it. And when she got to the doors, she noticed that they were slightly ajar and she looked through the crack to see a great room, a hall, at the far end of which, in a golden throne, sat a thin man with a long yellow robe and a long yellow crown on top of his head. He clapped and cheered and laughed as all around him, dancing, buzzing, were little orbs of colour. 
They would fly around the room, making a sound as they did their own melody. To be joined by each other, they would dance together, making a new sound just as perfect as it had been before, before splitting off to make another one. It was an orchestra, a wonderful, colourful composition right there before her, and the wind shivered with excitement. Oh, imagine this. Imagine this. If the world just had some of this, then that is all that it would need. Taking a deep breath, she knocked on the door. And the thin man in the chair looked up and quickly ushered the silent orbs behind his throne. Quiet, 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 he said. Don't, don't make a sound. And then she watched as he assembled himself regally in his throne. Enter! He called, and the doors swung open. The wind glided towards him, watching him, watching her, as she watched him, watching her. He had a thin eyebrow raised up, and a thin mouth, the corner of which was raised into a sneer. Yes? he asked. Uh, son, she said. Ah, 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 ah. The sun. Uh, right, yeah, um, the sun. I am wind, uh, sent here by Tezcatlipoca from Earth. And I was wondering if, well, we were wondering if maybe you would share some of your music with us, because we have none. My music, said the sun. My music? I don't see any music. I don't hear any music. Do you? I, I did hear it, said the wind. I heard it outside, and and I saw it. Well, you're clearly fucked in the head. There's no music here. If you're hearing and seeing things, then you're probably quite mad. No, 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 no music here. I can see it now, said the wind, pointing behind the sun, where, from the back of his chair, were some little bits of colour, some red, some green, some purples peeping out. Oh, you fucked it, said the sun. Oh, very well. Yes, yes, I have music, but, but what makes you think I should share it with you? Because we have none, said the wind, and you have lots. It, I'm not asking for all of it, just a bit of it. If you give us a little of your lots, then you can make everything better. Imagine that. And then she saw the sun looking down, the expression on his face changing and she realised that she had gotten through to him, that all you needed to do was appeal to the better part of people's nature and everyone is good deep down and No, shan't. It's my music. Why should I share it? Is it not enough that I shine down your miserable little planet? Is it not enough that I keep your miserable little people warm? It's my music. I'm not sharing it. Go away. And then the wind became angry. And I mean 
force of nature furious. Her pale eyes turned red as her hair stood on end, and into the room suddenly there cracked thunder and lightning as she spun round and round and round before racing round and bringing a tornado into that chamber, ripping everything up off the walls. The throne was thrown up, the sun was thrown up, his robes were thrown up. My shame, my shame, he called, trying to cover himself as all the colours flew around him all through the air and the wind gathered them up in her arms and then bang she was out the door smashing them off her hinges down the steps she went through that perfect portrait of night she was going down down through the clouds into the blue where the green came to meet her faster and faster everyone on earth stood and watched as a great rainbow arced behind her as she came flying down and all the while she whispered in the ears of those colors you will be all that you can be you will be all that you can be until she crashed into the centre of the earth, taking the colours and the sounds to the four corners with her and the world met her with a song. The sea roared in its approval, the birds sang in a great joyful chorus and the forests were filled with chatter as everywhere there was now a sound. And to this day, as the wind makes her way round these new forests we've made filled with concrete and grey, she stops by little buildings filled with light and warmth where people have gathered from here, there and everywhere to share their songs, their stories and music, making new sounds and keeping the world all the more colourful. Thanks, Rixie. Uh, we are in the room with Sam Ricks, who told the story, Nell Phoenix, and me, Tim Karp, who played the music. And we're going to chat about the story and various other things. <laughs> so firstly, Rixie, where did you get that story? Uh, well, I got the story off Google. Oh, um, lovely Google. And, uh, yeah, good old Google. But it's, uh, it's a Mexican story. Um, or, well, whatever. Yeah, but hold on a minute. You say you got this... What did you put into Google to find that story? Oh, was it through the... Was it music stories yeah, yeah, yeah. you were looking for? So That's the interesting thing. that was thing. it, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, music stories. You were um, looking for music stories, and yeah. And this one really jumped out at me because yeah. what I liked about it was that the music was seen as colour, so this idea that music came down on a rainbow from the sun, um, which yeah. is just a really nice image. Um, I really like it. And then I coloured it in with the sun being rubbish and her having to like steal it from him and because I think that music is something that needs to be shared and all these beautiful things need to be shared and that's how it keeps on going and has new life breathing yeah so why would this great god of the sun be so possessive of the music that he's got so the sun that shines down on the earth shares all his heat and his light yeah so what's that bit of him that's in us that has something precious that we want to hide Right, the the music hid behind him, yeah. When yeah. the wind came in, it's because it's. So what's that about? It's because it's what we. Well, I mean, I we all do it, don't we? Yeah. It's like this is mine. Yeah. My special thing, and I don't want anyone else to have it. And I guess you do yeah. it with um. With with bands that you like, right? And you're like, oh, I liked them before they got big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. I saw them in a little yeah, puppy like hackney. Oh, they, got, they got too commercial. I like them before they got big. And you just don't want to share them yeah. because it's your special thing. Yeah. And I guess it's... Um, 
Because music can be, so even though we go to gigs and we listen to things in rooms full of other people, there's that thing about, so the son wants to be on his own with his music, you know, it's it's like, it's the thing that goes through him. Yeah. He, he's private, it's a private yeah. solo thing, yeah? Yeah. Nourishes him. It's, 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 it's the same with um, anything that it's people tough being at the isn't top, it? isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> wanting to keep it and it's because it's your yeah. it's, you know it means something so personal to you and mm. um, and then as soon as someone else knows about it I think that sometimes that can just lessen it in your mind or cheapen it somehow or just make yeah. it less less of a special secret yeah. thing so in the story what happened the did they did the music go oh the music went because the wind blew it out of the place that it had been created she kind of kicked the sun's ass. Yeah, yeah, as well. Because he yeah. wasn't being generous. Yeah. What's the message there? Do you want something? Resort to violence. Yeah, always. <laughs> Share it. Share yeah. it or suffer the consequences. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because that's a little bit like that, that story that's often told to children, like who's the strongest element. You know, yeah, it's yeah. sometimes it's told as a, um, as a marriage story. I think there's an Indian version of it, like the... Um, Mouse wants to marry. Mouse wants to marry off his daughter, and she says, "I'll only marry the strongest thing." And so they go to um, the, what say the cloud in the sky and say, "Oh, you know, you look like the strongest thing because there you are. You know, you can, you know, fly." And he goes, oh, "I'm not the strongest thing. The wind is stronger than me. The wind blows mm. me. You know, and that kind of thing." And mm. and uh, and you end up like, "What is the strongest thing? The strongest thing in the end happens to be the mouse that gnaws through the wall." of their house so she marries the mouse ah. yeah That's so nice. the wind is stronger than the sun in this story in this story yeah because yeah, she just blows him up blows she him about blows him about blows him about and it was you know it's all, that and was... is she fem- feminine is she female in the original version that is told uh, or did you put that I, th- it's, I think they just refer to as the wind but I just you changed just, the pronoun. I, just, I don't know. I like that she's got a feminine energy. Yeah, it's always it nice. worked, didn't it? In the story, mm. that works. It's always yeah. nice, and um, but I mean, like a lot of that whole, a lot of that was completely my embellishment. Yeah. In the original story, the sun wasn't particularly ungenerous, if I remember. How, how do you guys right. feel about that kind of thing of of adapting and changing f- folk tales? And I mean. Yeah. I, from personal point of view, I do it with music a lot. Yeah. Like, yeah. I listen to a lot of different kinds of music and I take elements from them that I like and I make them my own. And and, I, yeah. and on one hand, I feel like it's really important for, for cultures to remain what they are, but also they wouldn't, they don't exist by being insular. They exist mm. by taking from other things. Mm. And how, you, how do you feel about like, te- like you've done with your story, taking the story and, and making it? <laughs> um, um, I think... I'm. I. I think just just change it if you want, but always stay true and respectful to what you're doing. Like if I'd have changed the story completely, and instead of it be Tezcatlipoca that created the world, and um, just turned it into whatever I wanted, mm. um, then maybe that would be slightly disrespectful. But at the same time, I just think like stories live by being changed. Most things you watch are a variation of another story. Mm. Most things, most stories you consume are a variation of another story. Um, 
and if by changing it, like that was how I wanted to tell it, that's what I wanted to put into it, mm. while still s- slotting into the the skeleton of it. Mm. Um, so I personally don't have that much of a problem with it being changed, but then I'm sure other people do. Yeah, it depends what the story is, yeah. I think. I mean, I think there are certain stories that you can't really mess about with because no one would accept it. You know, um, there are certain mythological stories that everybody knows. You can't... And they've been written down and everybody feels that that is the story that exists. And it depends whose stories you're messing with and whether you sort of have a permission. I think with the story that you just told, if you didn't use um, the Aztec name, if you just said the God of creation, you could still tell the same story, but you could move it a little away from the culture by by leaving the the na- the proper names mm. out of it um folk tales obviously they shift and change and versions of the same folk tale exist all over the world some stories are particular to certain characters and everybody has such strong cultural associations you know it's really difficult to make up episodes of the life of jesus because everybody thinks they know the stories do you know what i mean and it's that kind of thing and people will go well no i don't believe that (laughs) i don't believe it where did you get that jesus in miami they really yeah do you know they really change it jesus Jesus took out his guitar do you know People just won't accept it. But um, all these stories shifted and changed all the time until they were written down. Yeah. They all exist in the oral tradition before they were written down. This, this is the material that we're working with, isn't it? So, um, I mean, our job as um, performance storytellers, traditional oral storytellers of today, is to lift them back up off the page and let them live in the spoken word. Yeah. So that's our job. And I think the the main issue that anyone who does performances is if someone directly copies you without altering it and someone basically just takes what you've made and yeah. then just redoes it as if exactly. it was your uh, so the, kind of the reverse thing of yeah. that's also not on. I don't I personally yeah. don't think that's I think by all means like yeah like if someone wants to retell a story great but don't put the other person's words as if they're yours mm-hmm. you've got mm-hmm. to change it chop it up and make it your own rather than just try and do a copy of someone else's thing yeah um because i thought you know, what's the point yeah what's the point and it won't ring true anyway because the stories have to be lifted up off these pages from however many sources that you've got um and and it has to be filtered up through you so in any storytelling performance I think you've got you know it's in thirds a third is the story a third is the teller of the story and a third is the audience Mm. who are present at the time of the telling so the story might stay the same the teller might stay the same that third that audience that changes every time you get up even if you're in the same venue Mm -hmm. so the story will change as the audience changes Mm -hmm. so there's no replication in that yeah but it's um but it's also going back to the story. What I really, I just what I wanted to get in was that message of like, it's great to share these things. Like mm. this is what community and what makes life so much better is just that sharing of of music and stories and mm. food and like anything. Mm. Just sharing is is what we everything has to be built on. 
otherwise it just doesn't work <laughs> so yeah. um, it's just like putting that message in there right on you know it's the better side of humanity it's the better side of humanity should we talk a little bit about last night what we did Shh, no don't tell them that but it's already <laughs> happened so that my hang on what, what day is it what were we talking about last night when we had our oh, third the show. birthday yeah. oh yeah not the other thing alright <laughs> sorry uh, so yeah we were yeah we, we <laughs> celebrating three years yay three years of embers Congratulations. Balabam, venue Balabam. Very beautiful Balabam. And um, yeah, it was kind of amazing to think it's three years. It's um, it's flown by. I loved your introduction. It made me wet myself a little bit with laughter. When you said, said, three years ago today, we did our first show above a pub in Hackney. And now look at her. (laughs) Really pub in Tottenham, yeah. yeah. Ground floor, ground floor. <laughs> but it's, uh, but it doesn't matter. It's what's amazing is like, is that people keep coming to see it. But did you have any? What were your expectations when you started? What uh, did you think you were doing? Free beer. <laughs> yeah, were well, you doing it? Telling stories. No, oh, basically just hanging so out. So that's and... like the old peddler tradition, you know. That is like the travelling minstrel type of attitude towards storytelling. I think that is really healthy. You know, it's really healthy. You start. You know, you're not starting in a top room of a pub in Hackney thinking, right, this month here, next month at Albert Hall. You know? No. It's not like that. It was, just a, it was, it was just a laugh. Yeah. I mean, right. it, still, it still is um, just hanging out with mates and making something. Yeah, mm. that's what you say, isn't it? But it's di- a little bit more serious the, than yeah, that, I think. The, yeah, diff- yeah. the difference yeah. from where we were three years ago is yeah. that we were in a... Yeah, albeit we were in a pub, but, you know, we were there doing a show to kind of 10 of our mates okay and now we're doing shows 10 of our mates but also 100 other people who mm-hmm. we've never met before and mm-hmm. it's and we're not, doing that no. every month like we've, we've somehow not somehow i guess what we're doing is is nice but we've managed to to build a an audience and mm. create a bit of a a bit of a buzz around storytelling i mean yeah not we're not the only group in london doing it for sure but it's amazing because mm. a lot of people come up to us and they're like what 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 is this? Why is this not a thing? And mm. thank you. Yeah. And I've not really seen this before. Yeah, that's fantastic, mm. isn't it? Mm. You've created a whole new audience. They didn't know they were missing storytelling in their sort of like monthly calendar of like going out. They mm. didn't know that it was a thing. Mm. And you found that audience mm. who want to come, who weren't going to storytelling gigs before. Yeah. So you you know you've created something. And I think that created is, a need. I think that does yeah. come from adapting the stories and putting putting your own spin on it and your own take on well, it. Well, I think also what, marrying it with the music as well. I think is. I think what's really healthy is I feel like you guys know who you're talking to. You you know you who your audience are hmm. and you're 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 um, coloring up your stories and working up your stories off the page, so that you're talking to them. Mm. Yeah, I guess so. That's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Right, it's been a well. It's all thanks to you guys that it's still going. Yeah, which yeah. is nice. So keep coming. Yeah, that'd be great. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for coming, coming for the last three years. It's been great. Um, um, should we wrap it up then? I think we should wrap things up. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Yeah, I've been Tim Carp. We played the music. Rixie did the story. And, and I'm Nell Phoenix, and I just chipped in every now and again. <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Pleasure. Now. See you next time. Don't forget to check our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter for all our events. 
Thanks. Bye. Bye. Say goodbye now. Goodbye. <laughs>